You've stopped in at the guidepost. Brought to you by the American Saltwater Guides Association. Stock up on gear, grab a coffee at the counter, and get ready to hear incredible fish stories from the best captains on the East Coast and thought-provoking conversations with stakeholders and policymakers working to protect these fisheries. This podcast is presented by Costa Sunglasses. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the guidepost. Um, whew. Man, what a uh, what a scene at the Stripe Bass hearing tonight. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I've recorded. This is the third podcast I've tried to record. And I've just started cursing and gone off on rants. And I think that y'all deserve better. So I deleted the first two. <clears throat> but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be as as calm and collected on this and we'll come out with kind of like a detailed synopsis here in the next couple of days. It's gonna take a little while to go through all this nonsense, but basically, you know, this meeting, the intention of this meeting was to go over draft addendum two and take some of the stuff out, make it a little bit leaner and put it out for public comment. And I'm looking right here at, you know, it was probably five hour meeting. Um, and I have <clears throat> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, uh, sound bites, uh, where people said absolutely utterly ridiculous things and I'm going to make them own it. So we'll we'll do that at a at a different time when when we can kind of go over the recording that we made uh, and you can hear what these people said. But I, I guess you can figure that this did not go well. OK, and it didn't. So. Spoiler alert. Addendum two is not going to go out for public comment. There's going to be no action. It's going to go back to the drawing board. They need more data and analysis on what a size reduction would mean for the commercial sector. Uh, so that'll be done by the meeting in October. <clears throat> and then it'll go out. Hope, well, who knows? Maybe it'll go out for public comment after that. So which means we're going to have to comment and go to these virtual hearings around the holidays and then at the meeting in January. So I guess annual meetings in October winter, I don't even know, whatever the October meeting. And then they may have some kind of other meeting or it may get pushed to January, but the bottom line is, um, the only sector that's going to take a reduction in 2024 is the recreational sector. Again, there were all sorts of complaints from Maryland and Delaware and <clears throat> the rest of them that they wouldn't be able to make the changes, you know, because they, they have to get the tags. Well, that's bull. You just don't hand out as many tags. I mean, it's just not true. It's crazy because like even in a nonprofit, like 
we could figure this out. You know, we're, we're nimble enough to where we could look at this and be like, yeah, we can do this. Or, I mean, private industry certainly would, but you know, whatever excuse that they can use, that's what they're going to use. And let me give you an example of why this is so important. <clears throat> so we all know the 2023 spawn is going to be nothing. So that is five years of a bad spawn. Okay. The Chesapeake Bay kills 80%, 80% in numbers of fish of all the commercially killed fish, striped bass, coastwide, Chesapeake Bay Ocean. The Chesapeake Bay kills 80% of the numbers of fish. Their quota is substantially higher than the ocean quota, and they kill smaller fish. That's the combo. That's like the one-two punch. So you basically have no spawn going on for five years. And they think somehow this is okay. And frankly, you know, what they're talking about, what's what's in the document right now is a 14% reduction for commercials. And it's off the quota. It's not off the landings. I'll give you an example. There's so few fish in the Chesapeake Bay that the commercial quota was not met. They caught like 2.5 million pounds out of the 3 million pounds. So if they take a 14% reduction, guess what? They're not taking a reduction. It's a joke. The whole thing, it's a joke. A joke. And let's talk about Delaware and Virginia because their commercial fisheries are intercept fisheries when the fish are going to spawn. Look at the recreational landings in Delaware, 4,000 fish caught in Delaware in 2022. Stripers, recreationally. Do you think that it's a good idea to be using anchored gillnets? And they expanded the area that they can use anchored gillnets a couple of years ago. And this is also the state that wanted quota transfers. And you're talking about like 10 gillnetters who are just looking for something to do until crabbing season kicks off. I mean, what, what is, what is happening? Like, has the world gone crazy? The Virginia fishery, gillnet fishery, anchored gillnets, intercept fishery for the fish coming into the bay to spawn. It's absurd. Driftnet gillnet fishery, million-pound quota in Maryland in the winter, starting in January. These fish are barely moving. They're like catatonic, resident fish stuck on the bottom that are not exactly hard to find, not exactly hard to net. And we just keep going and doing the same thing and thinking something different is going to happen. I cannot express this to you enough. If you are experiencing good fishing this year, Cape Cod, New York, wherever, take a lot of pictures. Take a lot of video because it's coming to an end. You know, we don't even fish in the bay anymore. Very few of us do. Certainly not now. There's nothing to catch. You don't. I don't know how to explain this to you anymore. There's nothing to catch. And we just sat in a 
five and a half hour. I don't know how long the meeting was. And what, what are the, was anyone concerned? I didn't, I don't think I heard anyone bring up. I mean, Mike Armstrong, God love him from Massachusetts. You know, he's an awesome guy. And he kind of threw out a warning that like bad things are coming. And I know that's what he was alluding to, these bad spawns. But Jason McNamee, what does he say from Rhode Island? I want a mode split for charter for hire. Conservation hero. Um, you know, typical Adam Nawalski insanity. Um, you know, catch and release mortality. They they had their little talking points lined up. Emerson Hasbrook was right with him. You know, you could tell they colluded before the meeting, um, you know, talking about the last X number of years for catch and release mortality. Well, guess what? In 2022, it was 39%. It wasn't 50%. It wasn't 54%. It's plummeting, plummeting because there's no fish and people aren't fishing as much. And that's, that's what happens with catch and release mortality and effort. Um, you know, I, we'll do a much more extensive podcast. I, I just want y'all to know what happened. I, I feel like, you know, y'all deserve that. So the bottom line is this addendum failed to move forward. There needs to be more data and analysis on potential reductions in the commercial sector, which are going to basically amount to for nothing because they're coming off the quota, not the actual landings. And if any changes take place, it's going to be all on the shoulders of the recreational fishermen. And we're not going to, you know, be in a mode of commenting on this or doing anything until probably before Thanksgiving. Um, I'm sorry. We, we tried our hearts out. Um, it's just a really shocking thing where people don't realize what's happening. Either they don't realize or they don't care. I, I haven't really figured it out. Um, but this, this fishery, it isn't a shadow of what it was, number one. Number two, it's getting worse. And I, I, I just want to say this again. We've said it in the podcast. I'm sorry I'm repeating myself. We've said it in, in our blogs. But, you know, stripers are broadcast spawners, okay? So what they say is there's no stock recruitment relationship. And that means that the amount of fish out there, you know, the size of the stock, is not relative to how successful the spawn will be. No stock recruitment relationship. So just because you have a lot of stripers doesn't mean you're going to have a good spawn. So that's true of a lot of broadcast spawners. But if the stock falls below a certain point, there is a relationship. And I am pretty convinced that that is true. And I'm going to tell you why. So it's not only the commercial pressure and it's not only the charter for hire uh, kill boats because there's guide boats that 
are all catch and release. Well, a few left that are all catch and release in the bag. But I was talking to a Chesapeake Bay scientist, PhD guy, very well respected, well known. And his team is doing research on natural mortality in the Chesapeake Bay. And so that's, you know, you died of disease, another fish ate you, a bird ate you, whatever. Natural death, not fishing mortality. And what they're thinking is that, so natural mortality is 12.5%, I think. That's what they apply to the year classes. Well, what this research is showing us, natural mortality in the Chesapeake Bay could be two times higher than it is in the ocean. Two times higher. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about the fifth year bad spawns. What just happened today was Chesapeake Bay, three million pound commercial fishery just got a free pass. There will be uh, options for carve outs for gill nets, anchored gill nets that they don't, they can still kill big fish. Now, for my entire life, I've been told that gill nets are incredibly selective based on the mesh size. And what I heard today was they are not selective, that they will kill tons of fish. You should just you should just let us kill them. It's an ITQ, an individual quota fishery. And hey, what's the problem if they just kill a big fish? I don't know, because we have a slot limit. And we need to protect the couple of big fish that we have left, maybe. Maybe that's it. It's disgrace. You're a disgrace. A disgrace. To every kid, every generation coming up that wants to catch a striper, you are a disgrace. You're thinking about not very many people. You're not thinking about the future. All of you. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Um, I don't know. We're going to, you know, I, I promised in the blog that we were going to make people own every stupid thing that they said. And we recorded this and I have it all. And there were some doozies. Um, there is a concerted effort uh to trash catch and release fishermen and here's the funny thing like none of us are really catch and release fishermen i mean you stick a fish in the gill and it's a legal size i'm taking it home you're taking it home you know you telling me that Kill fishermen, fill the box charter guys, catch nothing but keepers. Are you telling me that they stop fishing? All of them stop fishing as soon as they got their limit? I don't believe you. I do not believe you. I know there's some operators in the bay that run like that. Um, I don't I don't know why anyone would want to go fishing with them, but I know there's some operators in the bay that run like that. 
Um, but yeah, everyone catches and releases. And and what I saw today was a concerted effort to target catch and release fishermen like I've never seen before and uh turn us you know into the villain when last year we only represented 39 percent that only represented 39 percent of mortality it's going to represent even less uh in 2023 and i guess that takes us to 2024 because we really value all of your time as advocates so i'm looking at this and i'm like okay the only thing that's going to get hurt again is recreational fishing. And that's going to go into place like January, 2024. And then we're going to get the stock assessment update in 2024. And that's going to paint a pretty bleak picture. Oh yeah. And then between now and the October meeting, the young of the year, the data will actually come out for stripers and we will see a fifth bad year spawns. And if they keep letting this go and ignoring the freight train that's coming, I don't know what we do. I mean, do we, what do you do? They've, <clears throat> there's been moments of sunshine and hope in dealing with the commission and there are there are some good commissioners that we value. Um, I'm not going to, you know, list them all, but I think there's, there's some that have the best intentions, but they can't get beyond the bad ones. And I think, I think that there's a real problem that exists that like, if you look at the jurisdictions and a lot of these jurisdictions did not vote very well today on the multiple issues. So like, explain to me how, Maryland owns the Potomac River up to the low tide line on the Virginia side. But you have this jurisdiction, the Potomac Rivers Fisheries Commission. You have another jurisdiction, D.C. You have Pennsylvania, which has like one tiny river that comes in. And those three jurisdictions, each one, not all of them together, each one has the same power as Maine. Massachusetts, North Carolina, same power. And it, Maryland owns the Potomac. Yeah, except, you know, in the little square that's D.C. So how, how is that fair? What, in what world should they have the same say as a Massachusetts when it comes to striped bass? It's insanity. It's like the deck's stacked against us every time we try to do anything. It's like pushing a boulder uphill. But, you know, that's that's another podcast. So, again, Addendum 2 is not going out for public comment. Um, nothing's going to happen to curtail commercial to 3 million pound quota in the Bay, even though we're going to be facing a fifth year of bad spawns, the young of the year numbers will come out before the October meeting. Uh, they'll, they'll discuss addendum to even more at the October meeting. 
nothing will get, you know, God, nothing will probably get done. They'll all amaze each other with their statistical knowledge of formulas. But I'll tell you what, you're doing a real job of managing these fish for how smart you are. Let me tell you, huh? let me tell you. And, and this is a big economy. You know what? What was it? I mean, it's in the billions every year. And a lot of these commissioners, major concern is like, oh, well, that's my friend. He calls me three times a week, so I'm going to give him a special carve out. That's what they're worried about. And it's very disheartening. And all I can tell you is, you know, keep your powder dry. Young of the year's coming out. Get that before the October meeting. Hopefully that'll sound an alarm bell or two. We're going to go through all this mess. And then in the middle of 2024, we're going to get a stock assessment update that is not going to be good. And then it's everything's going to be in flux again. And a whole bunch of people are going to get a free pass in 2024 that should not be getting a free pass. And, you know, between me and you, nobody has the balls to stand up and say this is not right. Not a single one of them. Not a single one. So uh, it ain't right. And, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is not a great day for stripers. That's what I can tell you. Um, let us, let us kind of collect ourselves listen to this again, sift through the nonsense, and we'll give y'all a real good idea of all the twists and turns and everything that happened. We appreciate all of you very much. Um, we're going to stay in the fight. Um, this was not a good day for stripers. Um certainly not a time to give up even though the wind's kind of out of our sails so thank you all for listening and stay tuned because we got a lot of information um a lot of information to distill to you guys uh last thing is we got some pretty on a positive note we got some pretty cool announcements coming up hopefully we can make a difference uh on some things We've been working on some stuff for about a year. We're ready to announce it. Uh, so just stay tuned. Uh, you'll be getting that probably at the beginning of next week. And again, thank thank you all for being the best advocates on earth. Uh, we're going to do you justice. Uh, this was a big step backwards, but, you know, it ain't over till it's over. <laughs>